interested in a fulfilling career in public service? A good place to learn is from someone who lived it. Exactly right. So today we're going to take a look at some great quotations from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Hello everyone and welcome to GovGeeks Assemble. Level up your 9 to 5 on 95. This is Karen. And that's Javier. Yes, and together we are the okay. GovGeeks. Thank you very much for joining us today. Yeah, we're having some fun with this live feature, right? Every now and again, just figuring out the buttons and everything can be a bit fun. <laughs> it's a bit of an adventure. Um, but we're so excited that you all are joining us today. We're gonna to have a great conversation on some of the most wonderful quotations that we could find from the Greater Ginsburg. Of course, uh, Karen and I and the whole family uh, and our extended family were just saddened uh, at the news. Um, we had the opportunity to visit the Supreme Court um, over the weekend just to pay our respects. And we thought it would be helpful uh, to share some of her quotations and then talk a little bit about really her, her legacy. Uh, I think that is, uh, a wonderful thing for us. Right, and her dedication to public service was, that's what um, the this, this session started on was just public service and the passion for it. The office would be just a natural fit to honor her in this session. Absolutely. And, and just really what an icon, uh, just fundamental to the well-being of the nation, uh, a fantastic leader and role model, really. Um, so hopefully the quotations that we've chosen uh, speak to you in some way and are of value to try to manage your career in public service. We know that we found these quotations to be very inspirational uh, as well, and hopefully they'll, they'll serve you as well. Uh, and before we forget, uh, we wanted to let you know that we are putting together a 14-day GovGeek challenge. Uh, Karen and I started the GovGeeks with this idea of trying to serve public servants. Uh, to help them have fulfillment in their careers serving the, the public. And so we put together something uh, we'll talk a little bit more about later on, but it's a fantastic challenge to help you get uh, your government resumes, your interview prep, and all of your materials ready. If you could please join us, just go to theguffeats.com, sign up for more information. Uh, we also have a free course, a resume development course, that is available once you sign up. That has plenty of tools, tips, tricks, strategies, templates, videos galore. It's some really good stuff. I enjoy filming that one. Yeah, hopefully you did. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let's go ahead and get to the topic today. Uh, so today again, we're talking about uh, leadership lessons from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Just overall, Karen, um, what are your thoughts about RBG? Oh, I, there's too much to discuss in the small amount of time we have. Uh, but I will say she was definitely, is still just an inspiration to me. I think one of the main things about her was that she said that she was not uh, typically like in the protests or in the front lines um, with social justice, um, but she decided to go ahead and, you know, do what she could for the progress through her own abilities, which was law. And so, you know, I think about that um, all the time because I myself may not be in the front lines with the um, protests, but trying to do my part, um, you know, from where I am 
and with my abilities. So hopefully that I can also make a difference, not only for myself, not only for others, but you know, for our daughters um, who are you know growing in this world as well, and you know all of your families. So it's just how can I make a difference um, and work tirelessly just as she did. So I know you often have to pull me away from work sometimes too. So we kind of bonded over over that. Um, so I of course, there's a lot of stuff that I could say. She's definitely one of my. Um, and, and you're wearing some fantastic jewelry in, in her honor now as well. Oh right? yeah, this is the closest jewelry I had that represented her um, descent collar. So uh, in honor of her. In honor. And she's of her. she's there behind us. We have um, our Ruth Bader Ginsburg action figure. So <laughs> exactly, trying to make sure that we're nice and framed up well enough for you guys to see us. Okay, but yes, uh, she's right here uh, in the back, uh, just as a, a nice. Um, Remembering some of homage, absolutely. Um, so let's go ahead and start looking at some of these quotations here. You know, uh, don't be distracted by emotions like anger, envy, resentments. Uh, these just zap energy and waste time. Which is so true, Very right? True. How many times have you been so frustrated? I think yesterday I had to deal with taking one of those mental health days and just step back and take care of myself and. Uh, you know, there's nothing like being distracted by such emotions that can definitely drain you. So right, yeah, and and watching RPG and how she would handle herself and how poised she was, um, just in such a, a role of influence, I, I could understand being prone to the passions of the time, of the moment, the challenges. And I know that me personally, I, I, I totally can get triggered. I think we all can. <laughs> we, we all can. Yeah, but just how is it that we're able to allow ourselves not to be distracted by these emotions that we feel? I think that that has a strong degree of mindfulness as a large component of that because we choose how we react to the situation. We may be triggered, but our responses are within, for the most part, our control. Exactly. And as we grow over time, our ability to be able to manage that certainly is, is very important. So, yeah, being able to be controlled, mm -hmm. <laughs> being able to be responsible for our emotions and our reactions. Sure. And yeah, I think as, as a leader, right, that, that it's huge because the higher you get up, I mean, this is relevant across, you know, whether you're a leader, which everybody's a leader in my opinion, but hierarchy-wise, mm -hmm. um, as you go into those higher positions, it's just, you, there are lots of triggers that come towards you, and you have to have that measured approach and the ability to hit the pause button and take a step back before you react. I think many of us have had that situation where we're writing an email feverishly <laughs> in response to something that somebody did to us or somebody said, and you cannot send that email right away, right? You take a step back, go get a coffee, go get something, and then come back and take another look at it. And that definitely helps sometimes rather than just shooting right off. Yeah, exactly. Having that, again, measured response. The other thing I think is important about this quotation is that it's not saying that we need to not recognize our emotions, but really not to be distracted by them. So it's important to feel what we need to feel, to deal with it appropriately, uh, to manage our connections, our relationships, things that are of value and importance to us, but not to let them be uh, the drivers of our actions and our activities. Um, 
I'm sure all of us could really think of a time or two where uh, we would go back in time and think, you know, if I only would not have said that, or if I would have thought better about what I was intending to do, if I would have thought this out, mm-hmm. I would make a different decision today. So yes, certainly this was fantastic uh, advice from RDG Philologists. Ready for the next one? Yep. Okay, so the next quotation. Uh, Fight for the things that you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. And I think we had a conversation about this one too, because it's not about, you know, having followers, right? It's, It's more about how do you have people who want to join you, right? Even like, what is that leading from behind? It's, it's not that you want people to, you know, follow you, um, but you want them to really feel the passion for um, your cause, your mission, um, whatever that is. And I think by having that strong character, uh, that's how you can allow individuals to see your passion and see what you're trying to do and you know, join you in that fight so you don't have to fight it alone. Yeah. And I think you saw that so many times. Well, it's, it's certainly important to, to build partnerships, to build coalitions, to work with people. Uh, and this, this idea about you're still fighting for the things that you care about, but you are fighting the way that you are working with people and not against people. And a lot of times in our career, we may feel like, you know, I'm being victimized. This is my challenge. My supervisor thinks one way, I think another way or I'm really going to show them and I'm going to knock down the doors and do everything that I need to do. Well, there's a lot of fire and energy in there, but really what makes the difference is how well you can work with people to accomplish those things. Because how often do you want to work with that person who just blew up with you? Exactly. You don't often want to go, oh yeah, let me go with anybody new. Yes, they have passion, but you want to fight in a way where, you know, you don't have that knee-jerk reaction. Right which I think all of us have experienced some of that, not only ourselves, but um, some of our colleagues as well. Some of our friends and family members. Uh, the holidays can be a fantastic yeah, example Thanksgiving dinner, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting how um, the other quotation connects so much to this one, because if you can manage your emotions, then you can fight for the things that you care about alongside people that have the same sort of passion for what you do as well, or at least, you're not making more enemies or creating more obstacles for you in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think the, the next uh, quotation is one of my favorites. I know it's probably one of the most famous ones and most quoted, um, but the quotation of, you know, women belong in all places where decisions are being made. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be that women are the exception. Exactly. I mean, important decisions need to be made by everyone that is impacted by them. The more diversity, the more inclusion, the more uh, you have an understanding of people's perspectives, the more well-rounded the decision is ultimately going to be. Right, and I mean, you know, RPG is known as a trailblazer for women's rights, but I mean, this is not just about women, right? This is, this is everybody. Yeah. You know, no matter your sex, no matter your race, no matter your, your um, you know, ethnicity, your religion, you know, all of that. You know, we all belong in the places where decisions are being made, right? In the room where it happens. Exactly. So, you know, how are we doing that to make sure that it is an open 
um, experience and allowing others to participate in um, democracy, you know, in public service, making sure that you know, we have that diversity because that's what makes us great. Well, of course, that, that's also what leads to quality decisions as well. I mean, how often have you been at work where you have seen a rule, a decision, a policy or something, and then you go about implementing it, and then that's when the questions really come about. You know, did they really intend for it to be this way, or why is it that this happens, and wouldn't they have thought it would have been better if they would have done it this way or that way? I mean, those are the types of insights that you get when you have people at the table having these conversations as well. Yeah, including those important stakeholders who are making decisions or, you know, creating initiatives um, in the back in the back and just doesn't get you the best results. Well, of course. I mean, it, and as brilliant as an individual could be, uh, they only know what they know. And so when you don't know what you don't know, uh, and you're unwilling to listen to that, then that's when some of the terrible decisions come about. Uh, and that's why I love so much with RBG and watching documentaries and understanding a little bit more about her life and her legacy. She felt so often that she needed to educate people because she was in environments and situations where people were so narrowly focused and narrowly minded. They only knew what they had been exposed to. That's just our, our nature as human beings. And so when she presents a different perspective, opinion, or other points of information, it's much more effective and helpful for them. I mean, can you imagine like if you go your entire life thinking one way and then realize, oh my gosh, if only I would have thought differently about this. If only I had known, I would have made better decisions. Well, isn't that adolescence? Yeah. Right? Like, some of the decisions we made during adolescence and now as an adult with our fully formed and developed brain, you know, think really, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Like, you know, you, you get that perspective and how you get perspective is getting, you know, different opinions, different, you know, ways of thought into your, you know, life. Of course. It makes me think of this idea of paying attention to your attention. So what is it that you're intentionally keeping your attention focused on? If you all you care about, for instance, is just whatever you're, you're drinking, whatever the mug is, you're not really understanding what's happening outside of that, that sphere or that realm. Uh, so if you broaden your horizons and your perspectives, you shift your focus and your attention, you're able to get more information that you would have had previously. So yeah, pay attention to your attention. Ready for the next one? <laughs> So this one is one of my favorites as well. Um, my mother told me to be a lady, and for that, it meant to be your own person and be independent, which, you know, is just fantastic. Because, yeah, you know, people have their varying ideas of what it's meant to be a lady, proper, friend, you know, um, not person, things like that. But I think the way this quotation shows it, and this is just, you know, an epitome of uh, how she lived and, you know, thankfully how her mother taught her to be. And hopefully I'm doing the same for, for my children, um, our children, <laughs> is, um, you know, that you can stand on your own. You, you know, I know back in 1950s, 60s, it was all about, you know, you stay at home, you, you know, on your husband and everything, but 
you have to, you can do that if you want to, if that's something you enjoy, that's fantastic. Um, but also be able to stand on your own and have that independent nature. Um, so I think it's it's just interesting to kind of take through, you know, this quotation, when it happened, and that how relevant um, it is right now. Um, and I know, like, for my Dungeons and Dragons um, character, right, I'm Lady Eustitia, which Eustitia is Latin for justice. Mm -hmm. um, so it's definitely something, uh, so you can see why RPG was heroes. Of course. Um, Still. Yeah, but just being that, that, that lady. Um, and to be your own person and to be able to stand on your own. Well, we have a, a great picture here of when we were at the Supreme Court. Um, so that is Karen and, and our daughters here as well. Um, and RBG. And RBG, exactly. <laughs> we had gone there to, of course, pay our respects. Uh, and it's very fitting also because uh, I was the one that took the picture. So you behind them doing what I can to support them in their efforts and their endeavors, I think is a very good chosen role that I'm very happy to have to support. And really the, the larger thing about this vocation is really being your own person. What does that mean for you? What are your thoughts or ideas about what is important for you as an individual? And really being your own person, being independent, allowing yourself to have the type of career that really brings you the fulfillment that you're looking for. I mean, how often have you had colleagues, friends, family members, and others that have uh, had great words of wisdom and advice for us? You, know, you should do this, you should go into that, you should be an engineer. Um, <laughs> some of the information we care about and she was going up as well. Everybody's an engineer. Yeah, <laughs> but it was, it was very well intentioned. Uh, you know, came, came from a very heartfelt place and location, but uh, I mean, was that you? Was that really was what that you really wanted? Exactly. So being independent, being your own person means making those decisions. And I think really the pattern that we're seeing so far in the quotations is this idea about self-control, about managing yourself, your own expectations, your beliefs, managing your emotions uh, as, as much as you can. And that is really kind of what I've always found as to be something so inspirational about what RPG represents uh, as an individual. And of course, we don't want to you know, over-grandize uh, everything, but just the amount of influence that, that she had and the thoughts that, that she had and these quotations are just so meaningful if you take a little bit of time to really explore them. So, of course, hopefully you're following this hashtag. Uh, thank you, Ruth. Um, if you look at that on social media, there's a lot of heartfelt messages that are out there for her. Blue is for justice. I've always liked blue as one of my favorite colors, and, and I thought of it as uh, government blue <laughs> when, I, when I think about it here as well. But um, you know, just the importance about trying to identify who you are and what that means to you, yeah. uh, which is why I think a lot of the pictures she's wearing blue uh, as well. Yeah, and I think kind of to that point in leadership, they always talk about the authenticity, right? Being an authentic leader, because you know Javier might be a great leader, and he has a certain leadership style and a certain leadership philosophy, but that's not me. Right? I can't fit myself to be a leader like Javier. I have to be my own leader Absolutely. and to find that within myself. So likewise with all of you out there is you have to find your own path, your own way that you trailblaze in your own area. Right? Like have Socrates, know thyself. 
And that's, that's one of the more challenging things. How do you know who you are, what you like, what you don't like? You go through experiences, you manage your emotions again. Uh, you just try to understand the world that you're in from your perspective, while also trying to have empathy for others from their perspectives as well. And that allows you to be more comfortable with who you are and who you need to be. Mm -hmm. um, so often in my career, I've tried to model myself after others that I really look up to and really aspire to be like them. But at the end of the day, that was them. And that's what worked for them. Um, and this is what works for me. Uh, I'm a little quirky. I'm a little geeky. Uh, just a little bit. But this is me. This is my uh, area of authenticity. So sometimes it might be a little challenging for people to, uh, <laughs> to kind of get with that. But it's all good. I'm on my path, they're on theirs, and that is fantastic. So this next quotation also, I think, kind of speaks to a little bit of that as well. Yeah. And our last one, exactly. Um, I would like to be remembered as someone who used whatever talent she had to do her work to do the very best, uh, to the very best of her ability. You know, talk about managing your emotions, right? I'm doing a lot of that right now. Um, yeah, I think she definitely will be remembered as that type of person. So, I mean, if you just look at the numbers of people who went to go pay their respects, I mean, when we went, it was just, you know, the flowers all over the place, the signs, the, you know, just the people there, and such a, a beautiful energy. Um, and I think it's just, telling that she will be remembered as giving it her all. Um, and she did until, you know, her very last breath. And I think that's, you know, amazing. Her dedication um, to her work and to the people um, will not be forgotten. Of course. What I love about this quotation, whatever talents she had, and all of us have, different talents. We all have different abilities. There's all uh, sorts of changes and differences that we experience throughout our lives. And really, how can we use what we have in this moment to be of value for others? And I think that's one of the bigger thoughts about public service. Who am I in this moment to be a person to add value for someone else? Um, I mean, it, you could be a great speaker, a great writer, a great uh, statistician, tactician, uh, and you're just using your gifts and your talents. And that's that's really the, the bigger thing about fulfillment as well. How is it that you can use what you enjoy, what you love, in a way that can really be a value for others? And I think really the talent aspect of it, really embracing what you're talented in. Uh, I mean, Karen, from your perspective, how did your career shift once you started looking at what your talents were and really embracing it. What did that look like? Or how did that feel for you? Well, I think growing up, I would say maybe I was uh, fifth grade or younger, and I had it in my mind that I was going to be a lawyer. So I started just to study uh, Latin terms on my own, um, and I just knew I had to take Latin to go ahead and be um, in the legal profession. And so I took it all through elementary school. Um, high school and was just, you know, thinking that was going to be my path, I'm going to, you know, go into law. Um, and then that just didn't, you know, end up being, you know, my path. Um, but I still ended up in the legal arena, mm -hmm. but using my talents 
um, in a different way. So maybe not my legal, um, you know, education, but using that, that, um, just that passion for justice um, that that I have and the passion to, um, you know, make a difference and help others in, you know, this world. And so I think identifying not only like, you know, it's called, um, you know, your career, but you try to see it more as a vocation, um, what your calling is. And some of us have different things. Um, and some of those callings make money, some don't. And I think I was able to find a way to go ahead and um, do that, where I was able to use what I enjoy doing, um, what I'm good at, to you know make a difference. At least hopefully, I'm making a difference. I think of RPG all the time, even you know um, before her passing. Just sort of you know, how can I make an impact what she has? But and maybe it's little things, right? For many of us, it's going to be the little things that just really using your talents to push your work forward to the best of your ability uh, that, that's just it's so meaningful to me as well and I appreciate how well you, you framed that because it's something that kind of just stays with you once you recognize the talent and the abilities that you have and you have a real zest or a passion what I love in terms of uh, stories and descriptions of R.B. King, her wife, and her work, she'd be there working well into the night until her husband would show up and kind of gently say, you know, it's time for dinner. Um, or time to go to sleep. Time to go to sleep. <laughs> time to eat. Um, or she would go and travel for, for different things. She would embrace certain passions that she had. And then she would always go back to, to work and do that to the best of her ability. And it's not necessarily this idea about like, oh, I'm just going to work harder. I'm going to be a workaholic and everything. I think it's more about what is it that you can do all day long and, and not even realize the time is flying by. What is it that you can find so much joy and passion in that you want to be able to do that more often? And I think for her, that that's, that's what she found in her legal profession and what she really cared about. So she took those, pal those talents and those ideas, those passions, her purpose, and she really made it meaningful. And so perhaps a question for our colleagues here in the GovGeekdom and our GovGeek community. Really, what are some of the more passionate things that you had in your life that you really dedicated yourself towards? How can you use that as something to, to work towards. How is it that that is something that you can use to pay your, your bills uh, for your living, for your livelihood? And then once you find that, how fulfilling and rewarding would your life and career be? You could toil away at someone, uh, something, and that is one person's perspective, but for yours, oh my gosh, you're just you're so excited to do the work because you just care about what that work is and you're so excited to do it. Yeah. How I feel when I'm doing spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. There's something magical when spreadsheets just add up, right? Mm -hmm. Or when pivot tables just fit together perfectly. Uh, I know that those are fantastic things. For me, as you might be able to tell, I get carried away with talking. Couldn't tell it all. Okay, so we only have a couple of minutes left in our show for today, but again, we really wanted to thank you for your time joining us. 
and, and really just in the celebration of what Ruth Bader Ginsburg had really offered, not only to herself and her family, but the nation, the world. Uh, I mean, the impact that she and her legacy will have is going to continue for generations to come. So we're, we're very thankful for all of that. If you're interested, we'd very much like to welcome you into the Dead Weeks uh, community as well. Feel free, if you'd like to, go to our website, thedeathweeks.com. Uh, sign up for our community. Again, you'll get that free resource, a uh, guide on resume development, as well as a course. There's a video, there's uh, templates, there's tools and everything available there. Uh, we're also everywhere else, basically. Uh, we're on Twitter, we are on Facebook, we are on LinkedIn. We very much look forward to, to working with you. Uh, more information is going to come out soon on the 14-day Dev Youth Challenge. I'm really excited to share more information about that one a little later on. But, uh, yeah, Karen, do you have any closing thoughts? Other than, you know, especially with her, I loved watching about their relationship with um, Justice Scalia. Um, they had a passion for the opera together, and I think it's just empowering to kind of see you can be from different sides of the aisle. Um, that the, you know, people, right? We always talk where it's always about the people, and I think if we can relate to other people um, and our humanity, I think it just makes a difference. And so, fair again, she's just setting the example. So, I think, you know. I just want to let all of you out there know that if there's any um, quotes that you want to share with us or other um, fat toys that you have, feel free to um, continue the discussion um, on our social medias. But thank you so much for joining us um, as we honor such a, an amazing icon. Absolutely. We look forward to seeing you next Thursday at 6 p.m. for another live show. Uh, we do this every Thursday at 6 o'clock Eastern. We look forward to welcoming you then, and thank you so much for your service.